0: this scenario okay i'm imagining eyes are closed you are a movie producer and at this time disco is the biggest music in the world yes disco albums are flying off the shelf saturday night fever is a massive hit everything is disco 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 and you say we need to get some of that sweet disco money we need to make a disco movie. (laughs) Okay. So you go out, you get a script, you get a director, you get one of the hottest acts of the day to sign on to star in this movie. This is all coming together. You can just like see dollar signs. You're ready to just print money. But the problem is it takes time to make a movie. You know, you got to shoot it. You got to edit it. Maybe some reshoots. You got to promote it and stuff. And in the course of time that this is happening, disco suddenly stops being popular in fact what becomes popular is to shit on disco for how unpopular it is now you're this movie producer and you're sitting on this movie that's going to come out that you know in your heart is going to be a bomb and in one final ironic twist you have decided to title this movie can't stop the music when the music has thoroughly been stopped so here's my question for you. <laughs> okay. If you are this movie producer, yes. Do you just start packing your office up right then or do you wait for them to fire you? Like how how do you approach this? Good question. I mean, it's clear that this is going to
1: fail horribly. You you know that this is over. They've burned Disco Records in baseball stadiums at yeah, this man. point, like everything's going down. You're getting fired for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to happen. But but you're waiting for a severance package. Like you're not going to (laughs) kick
0: us out of that door. Somebody definitely got fired from this movie being made. Welcome to Bad Movies and Beer. I'm Cooper. I'm Nolan. And today we are discussing Can't Stop the Music. The movie musical event of the 80s. What What a bold statement. Starring the village people. Yeah. The Village People. Oh, it's my It's a God. disco musical. I don't even know where to start with this. My goodness. It's, it's going to be really hard. Uh, I
1: love musicals. This is something that may come as a surprise to our listeners, but I am a huge musical buff. You know what? I'm going to stop you right there because I love disco. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so we're combining a musical lover and a disco lover,
0: and you're going to expect pretty high praise, I would suggest. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything um but you know we'll get to the end and we'll see how we rate it but yeah like this was you know on paper at the time this must have seemed like a good idea for the reasons i just kind of laid out yeah absolutely but uh yeah this is kind of a legendary bomb and this is why we're uh, talking about it today and in honor of this this fine movie the beer we're drinking today ah uh, yeah We're we're gonna do the shake Do the shake, the milkshake, do the milkshake, the milkshake IPA from Lost Craft in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, It's called Eclipse for some reason with a Z. I don't know, but this is the beer we're drinking. What do you know about Lost Craft? Very little. I know they're out of Toronto. I've
1: seen their beers in the uh, LCBO here in Ontario quite frequently. That is the like beer store for those of you who yeah, don't do. know what an LCBO is. I'm not sure if it's available outside of the province, but uh, I've definitely tried some of their beers before.
0: They make like a Kolsch that is outstanding. It's great. It's actually one of my favorite beers. So I'm looking forward to this.
1: Yeah, they're out of Toronto and it does say that they embrace diversity and are committed to being active in the communities then where they, what they operate. Then
0: a perfect choice for the movie we are watching today as it deals with many of these topics let's get into it and we'll fire off a quick uh sort of disclaimer i guess yeah so this movie is you know potentially gonna be tricky for us to talk about if you don't know uh we are both heterosexual cisgender white males and this movie deals with a lot of lgbtq topics yeah,
1: it was interesting while we we're watching because there were some things that we found funny or wanted to comment about, but also want to be sensitive and appropriate to the sort of subject matter of the people who are involved in the movie. So we we definitely want to uh, make sure that our episode is funny today, but also want to make sure that we are not offensive at all to and LGBTQ community in which we're very supportive of.
0: Yeah. To be clear, like we are, none of the stuff that we're laughing at in this movie, we're not laughing at anyone like because they are gay or because of any sort of overtones like that. Like that's not why we're not making fun of anyone to that end. And uh, if for those of you who don't know, one of the stars, of this movie is Caitlyn Jenner, obviously back in 1980 before she transitioned. So, we're not going to... A lot of times we refer to characters by the actor's names, and we're not going to dead name her in this movie and refer to her by her previous name. We will just refer to her character, Ron, and we will use male gender pronouns for the character because the character is male. So we're going to use he. We're not describing Caitlyn Jenner. We're describing the character that she is playing.
1: Yeah, we're just going to talk about Ron in that way. Um, we're going to try be, to be sensitive. We did find a ton of stereotypes or almost making fun of... Uh, themselves, the village people, in this movie, and we're going to try to be sort of sensitive to that as we talk about it. But we will definitely mention it and go over it. If we are in any way offensive, please make sure you do let us know by sending us a message and letting us know how we can improve. As two cisgender men, we're probably not the most appropriate people to talk about this, but we are two people who are willing to sort of learn and Absolutely. change the way we talk 100%. about those. So please do be in touch if if it is problematic in the things that we say.
0: Yeah, on Twitter or Instagram at the BMB podcast or the BMB podcast at gmail.com. But we're going to talk about this movie today. We're going to enjoy, hopefully, this milkshake IPA. We'll <laughs> yeah. see. Hopefully. And uh, yeah, let's just like, get, get to it. So we open in a record store where people are just snatching up records. And this made me like nostalgic for the days of, well, for us, it was CD stores. Yeah. We're that age. But man, when music came out, people were so excited to get like the new albums. Steve Gutenberg, who is playing the character <laughs> of Jack is roller skating through this record store. He works there, it turns out, and he wants to get the night off, but his boss says, "No dice. He needs to stay and do inventory." So Gutenberg quits because "I am a composer, not a schlepper salesman. My time is now."
1: <laughs> this is great. Um Gutenberg Almost immediately throws off this really
0: electric personality. He's got charisma yeah. that we see later on in movies like Police Academy, Three Men and a Baby. I don't understand why his career kind of fizzled out. Yeah, what happened to this guy?
1: If anyone knows, if Gutenberg's listening, please let us know how we can re- resurrect your career because it's pretty
0: amazing. Love the goot. Throughout Love that. Yeah. the goot. This is actually, this whole My Time Is Now, this is going to be a recurring theme throughout this of just like people kind of seizing the moment. And there's a lot of talk about you know what the 80s was going to be. A lot of it is wildly incorrect in their predictions. <laughs> but a lot of people are very optimistic uh, about the 80s. Like you said, your producer man would have been putting this movie together. Yeah,
1: this is pretty funny. I guess when they started creating this movie, they had were very, very optimistic about what this was going to look like and how the 80s was going to be. And I think that time in the disco's time ended rather quickly compared to yeah, what they man, had estimated. Very swift. Yeah.
0: But that's all in a horrible distant future yeah for now we get just the most fabulous credits i've ever seen in my (laughs) life this is the first village people musical Uh, number we get it's the sound of the city is the song Steve Gutenberg is this roller skating through New York City, waving to people and skating down the center of the road and like not getting murdered somehow even though I feel like the people of New York would have just fucking get off the road, asshole. They would have just like murdered him. (laughs) It's pretty amazing. I think in these credits,
1: we have more time in New York City than all of in Jason Tate's 100% (laughs)
0: for for
1: sure, man.
0: It's amazing. Yep. We also get like sparkling names as they reveal the names of the cast and I can honestly say watching Steve Gutenberg roller skating his character jack in that no one has ever loved life as much as (laughs) his character has in these credits oh my god he's so happy it's beautiful it's really sets the tone for what's going to happen later we also see sam samantha she is a former model and when steve gutenberg kind of meets up with her he immediately weight shames her despite her being extremely skinny
1: yeah this is weird she's eating an ice cream and we get into some of our like strange comments that are happening in this movie already. It's full of strange stereotypes and other things that we'll talk about throughout. But weight shaming definitely became a very early part of this movie.
0: And you're just shocked at this kind of comment. Well, yeah, now we gather that she has recently retired from modeling. So maybe this is just kind of good nature. Like, Oh, I'm gonna start putting on weight now. Cause you like retired, which she acknowledged. Like she's fully like, she's like talked about going to Baskin Robbins later. Like she's just like, I'm done with modeling. I'm going to fucking pick out and good for her. Right? Like whatever. But it was weird for that to kind of pop up. I'm sure it's kind of just friendly joshing, but you know, we'll keep an eye as it goes along. So it turns out that Jack is guest DJing tonight at a club. This is going to be his big break. He is hoping to play some of his songs, songs that he has composed, and get discovered this way. It's his time. That's what he said. Yeah, his time it's is his now. Time. He's going to be composing. Now, when they get home, apparently they live together, they get home and find that their neighbor, Felipe, has just climbed into the window to watch TV. And, you know, Sam says, why not? This is neighborly New York. Here's why not. For everything I've learned about New York in the late <laughs> 70s, early 80s, if you just like leave your windows open, like they're going to come home. That apartment is going to be empty. They'll be fucking robbed. She's going to get murdered. You can't just leave your windows open in like 1970s New York. I don't care where you live.
1: Yeah, it's true. It It's rather strange. Uh, we get introduced to this character and it is the first of the village people to be introduced. It is indeed.
0: And the Native American. Yeah, it's really problematic because that's not how they refer to him.
1: Well, yeah, no, they he's, refer to him as yeah. the Indian. Yes, he's the Indian. He's wearing full like traditional headdress and like another kind of traditional uh, like body piece. And he dances and makes the stereotypical Indian noise.
0: I, I don't want to say it's like you pick your battles, but at the time that just wasn't looked down upon. It should have been. It yeah. definitely should have been yeah. at the time. No one was like, that's offensive. People were just like, yeah, he's the Indian. So we find out that Sam is, you know, a little worried about Jack losing his job, but she agrees to come watch him DJ. But if he fails, then he's going back to dental school because we learn that Jack has kind of gone against his parents' wishes to become a musician and composer instead of going to become a dentist, <laughs> which he should have done. Oh, he should have been a dentist? That's what his parents said. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying he should have become oh, a fuck dentist no. based it's on this This all, spooky, all yeah. works out. If oh, you, okay. If you've never seen the movie before, spoiler alert, <laughs> right, it all works out. We yeah. cut to a disco where he's going to be DJing tonight. We briefly meet Mr. Murray, the owner of the disco, who is just a complete fucking sleaze. Sam decides she wants to dance, so she gets Felipe to go find her a date, someone to dance with, and this is just what happens. He just grabs the guy, like, you dance with her, and he does. It's fucking weird.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of disco dancing in here. You see a lot of the time. It, it
0: feels really weird for people who didn't grow up in that. But I, but I, to, I wonder this, and because we didn't grow up in this time, I, I look at this and I'm like, is this a movie facsimile? Are they like dialing it up to be like this is just an incredible, like opulent decade and atmosphere, or was that what it was actually like? Good I, question. Don't I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. It's strange.
1: I think maybe clubs were more similar to that than our experience, uh, but. Yeah, it's definitely weird. We'll
0: never know, man, unless they build a fucking time machine. If so, you, you live through it, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God, please. yes, yeah, share your stories. We'd love to hear your stories. Moms. Moms, tell us how this went. Well, this, okay, yeah. maybe not our moms, but yeah, some moms. Well, I'm fine
1: with it. it. Both moms. moms. Tells-
0: no. <laughs> so, Jack's playing his music DJing. seems like he's killing it, so he's going to play one of his own tunes. The song is Samantha. This is like our second kind of musical number here. It's about Sam, obviously. Yeah. We start getting these weird, trippy, like, outline effects. Electricity is, like, pouring off of these people while they are dancing. These bright colors. like It's kind of like a cool music video. Pretty much, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I actually like this part of the movie. I thought the outfits and dances and the weird fuzz were pretty entertaining and amazing. Like, this was keeping me engaged at this point.
0: Bright colors, man. Little flashing lights. It's really yeah. going on. So, it seems like it went well. Samantha wants a demo tape, and she she's just going to hook him up with a record deal because... Mama has connections.
1: <laughs> I wrote that same <laughs> quote down. I thought that was great. The ex model's gonna start pulling her uh, strings. Apparently, she used to date a, a pretty high um, music producer or a president of a music
0: company. So it's true, she did. T- now, as a form, not just a former model, one of the biggest models of the '70s, we find out yeah. she's still in high demand. She gets a call about a modeling job from her friend Lulu. Lulu works for this lady named Sydney who basically is sitting on the phone and tells Samantha, you owe me, I made you the biggest model of the 70s. Samantha responds to this, and this is a recurring theme as well, the 70s are over, the 80s are gonna be something new and different. Yeah, I wrote that. Down. <laughs> I think the '80s are dead, or the '70s are dead
1: and gone. It's the '80s time, bitch. Fuck yeah, this is. Yeah, the, she was the, throwing it the down.
0: The '80s are a composer. Their time is now. <laughs> yes, I, I feel that very strongly. I love sure. it. Yeah. So this is. It turns out this advertising uh, job that she's being offered is for the American Dairy Association, and that comes up later. Yeah, it's a uh, milk campaign, <laughs> baby. It is nothing like a little lactose. Yeah, Moving forward, so we get we get the next day. There's a bit had a problem with the demos that Jack you know, gives her, and the problem is that he is a terrible singer. He's not good. So she decides they need some voices, and this is where this all starts coming together. Now it's happening. Turns out, believe it or not, Felipe, the neighbor, he sings. Yeah, he's he's wonderful singer. He, yeah. Now, okay, I have a question about Felipe. And this actually comes up in the movie, but like... We know why he's wearing this, you know, Native American garb. That was his role in the band, yes. But does he just walk around wearing that all the time? Is he wearing that all the time? Well, the movie suggests that the village people didn't change out of their costumes ever.
1: Based on what we saw, so <laughs> yeah, all of them wore their costumes yeah. their entire life, and they they, they were would, born that way. Well, they were born that way because we saw a commercial where they were children and they were wearing those same costumes. So it just must be something where they. Well, oh, but, they're no, always
0: but that's them. referencing them as <laughs> adults. I don't know if that's
1: either way. No, uh, they always have had these costumes on. Yes, he just wears. They it all change the time. colors and wash them occasionally, so they don't smell. That's bad, true, but yeah,
0: he sings. So does this cowboy that we see in the in the disco in the club. And also a construction worker who we see both during the original credit sort of montage and he shows up again later. Oh, actually, yeah. That was a hilarious part of the credits when they he, show the construction he pops worker. pops up in the manhole and all oh. the steam comes. Yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> all
1: these guys wave themselves off. Yeah, it was
0: fantastic.
1: He was actually the first village person we saw. And it was That's great. true. We see him before yeah, Philippe, briefly. Yeah.
0: Although we both got... We always missed him. Like, that the construction worker? Yeah. It was. So they all sing... And when they ask the construction worker, when Sam asks him, he is thrown to this idea. He says, "Fame, fortune,
1: platinum records—it's
0: every boy's dream." And then this crazy dream slash song sequence this happens. This is our next musical number. Holy it's shit! "I love you to death" is the song. We get a whole bunch of women in red dresses, and they—one of them, like you know drops a bunch of glitter in the construction worker's chest hair and then they throw some more <laughs> glitter on the ground and then yeah. the glitter is in the air and there's just so much glitter. I just wrote down there's <laughs> so much glitter.
1: This movie is full of the herpes for sure. What? Yeah. Well, glitter is always been termed the herpes of the
0: craft crap. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> on, man. Yeah, that's once that society, it's so hard to
1: get off. Yeah, it's the herpes uh, of the craft world.
0: I've never heard that before. <laughs> that is true. No, that is, yes. Glitter is incredibly anyone who's ever dealt with it, it's horrible to get off. That's yeah, not, exactly. that yeah. So, so there's
1: gonna be a lot more herpes as this Who movie. Craft people <laughs> referring
0: to glitter. No, can't be right. <laughs> Doesn't sound <laughs> good. Uh, check it out. Oh man.
1: Google herpes of the craft world. Too, <laughs> because I would not
0: recommend Googling that if I read. Oh, oh, yeah, no, sir.
1: Good <laughs> oh, so, so we're getting back to this Woo. crazy dream
0: sequence. Well, that, yeah, it's just a big musical number, and sure enough, glitter everywhere. And then it ends, it turns out that he's just actually like doing construction work or filming a commercial? I'm so unclear. I, I think I he can't. was
1: filming some commercial. So it's really crazy this sequence though because he throws out so many panther
0: claws like he throws them out and there's oh, a clawing hard and there's a very erotic baker that I was confused about in the episode. Yeah there's an erotic baker <laughs> this is actually where Caitlyn Jenner's character for so Ron is walking down the street he's carrying a cake and as he passes a lady she says nice box I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave that one alone. That's, that's <laughs> I
1: just love how Ron gets the nice box comment. And then this old lady
0: is having trouble. yeah, she so gets mugged by an old lady. Ron. Ron is the comic relief we find out because an old lady on the street gets almost run over by someone on a moped. Ron is a like a fine upstanding Midwestern gentleman so he drops the cake runs over to see if she's okay and then she got a gun and she fucking robs him it's yeah. a scam they're them, and then she rides off on the moped and steals his watch and wallet and shit Jesus and yeah so he's just supposed to be comic relief and so I guess is this Sydney lady who wants Sam for the Agamemnon, because then she gets caught in a phone booth for like
1: fucking three minutes oh yeah this is I think it's longer than three minutes she spends a lot of time in this phone booth she, her fingernail gets caught in the rotary dial in the
0: rotary phone
1: <laughs> so this age is the movie quite a lot and then she can't open the door either so it's pretty ridiculous for sure
0: it is so this all happens this is just a way of introducing these two characters or getting us i guess a little bit more about sydney meanwhile they're setting up for the recording samantha's gonna have a big party in her backyard when her and jack's backyard and It turns out her friend Lulu, she's there, and she is very into Native American, and she makes some extremely problematic comments, even even for the time. She makes some really
1: objectionable comments, I think, about roots and indigenous people. Like, it's really bad.
0: Yeah, roots, of course, the television limited series about slavery. I don't know why she brings that up, but it happens. She, She also, I actually, I liked this Lulu quote where she says that cooking and cleaning is like bad sex every time I do it I say I'm never gonna do it again and then company comes
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> Lulu becomes a real hornbag in this movie she's a bit of a wait a what do you mean a, a horn dog no like I I think for describing Lulu it's
0: hornbag. bag she just that, accepts everything dog is,
1: is horn dog a male term I think so I, I don't know I think women
0: can be horned dogs I just
1: it, like I think
0: of or dog it, and is, I think is the a dog penis, part right? problematic yeah, yeah. oh yeah.
1: okay well, Oh, you know I what? guess or you're thinking in terms of yeah like female I don't know yeah I, I would All call right. her a hornbag. She. This is not to like default her as a character or anything. She, this could be her motivation.
0: She's, a, she's you know what? She's a progressive woman of the late seventies, yeah. early eighties. Absolutely. Who is, uh, she's you know taking care of her needs. Good for her. So Ron shows up to deliver this cake, and so does Sam's friend Alicia, who has brought with her a singing police officer. And this at this point, this plot is just so organic, I can't even believe it. Ray Simpson, the best voice in the entire movie. Oh, fuck. He can sing, man. Holy crap. Gets
1: pulled into this room. She found him like handing out tickets, singing along as he was doing it. Yeah, he sings as he hands out tickets. And and I wrote down right here this is the most contrived way to get a band together it's ever. It's unbelievable. In of film. Yeah. It's so bad and then the overacting is getting
0: really strong at this yeah, point. Yeah, they're going to they're going to perform Lulu uh, takes Jack in the back and gets gives him some drugs to kind of relax him but then when he comes out he sees the cop. Well he actually sees two of them because yeah. whatever drugs he took he sees double I think double, she pulls which is out weed. I think she straight up pulls out weed and Does not make you see two people. His high experience is very trippy. Oh, he's nervous and that's the comedy we get yeah. right because he sees a cop. Ron asks why Felipe is dressed like an Indian, his words, and they breeze right past it. So this is what I'm saying. They don't ever actually address it. No, they don't. So strange. Jack's mom shows up randomly. There's a whole at this point, this whole movie, you never have this conversation. We're like almost like an hour into this and it's all been like kind of set up. And jokes and like setups to jokes, and the plot isn't really moving along here. No, I was really struggling. It it was
1: going so slowly. We had met some of the characters, but most of the characters that met were introduced in like really contrived or problematic ways. So you know they're trying to build the village people right here, but you're just waiting for it to happen so we can get into something that's actually interesting and kind
0: of a fun musical. I'm really missing good songs at this point. Well, you're in luck because one is just coming up real soon. Before it happens, Sydney, she's free from the phone booth now. She arrives. She gets attacked by a cat. So I'm like, is she also comic relief? I can keep track of It's who's- weird. She
1: climbs a wall.
0: Yeah, fence. Yeah. yeah. And as soon as she sees Ron, she just wants to get him into a pair of jockey shorts right away. She wants him for an advertising campaign. And to be fair, he's a nice looking fella. Tall fit, gentleman. Sure. So it's time to record. And this is where you get what I would consider the first good song of this. Magic Night was stuck in my head for several days after first watching this. And this is where I said, man, that cop can sing. That dude has pipes. He can sing. Ron, though, is watching all of this, this performance and the kind of glamour and he he decides this is not for him. He's going to leave. We find out his characters from the Midwest. This bohemian scene kind of offends his Midwestern sensibilities. He really is having trouble kind of grappling with like whether or not to accept this scene of these people.
1: Yeah, it's really weird to see him struggling so hard. I guess they're trying to present that it's different in the village from like other places in the world and that they're definitely a more accepting, more open place. And him as a like stuck up tax lawyer isn't gonna handle this very well and he doesn't. Oh yeah, he's a tax lawyer. We yeah. mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so he he takes off and she kind of chides him for being so, you know, unaccepting. The next day, we find out the demo tape isn't really happening. A lot of the music execs want Sam to discuss it over dinner, and you know what that means? Yeah, yeah. She, they want they want her to. They want her to throw the knee
1: pads on and really sell this record. Yeah, and then she decides that she's going to do it. She gets her best t-
0: and well, no, she's stressed, doesn't she? she? Well, yeah, she That's true. She does that. <laughs> Jack kind of Jack kind of convinces her to get dolled up and sell it, but only but to to her ex, her ex boyfriend, who she knows. Who she feels feel she can kind of manipulate to make this happen. And why did they break up? Oh, he's always in the fucking phone. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this character is so annoying. He's on the phone all Ugh. the time. As
0: soon as she goes to meet him, she goes shows up. It's a kind of a weird, like dreamy, slow-motion entrance. He's on the phone, and as he sees her approach, he's like, you know, trying to have this phone call while simultaneously just. In his pants when she's walking up to him. He's clearly very into her. Yeah. And you know she as they're talking she remembers why they broke up because he's constantly on the phone. He tells her it's different now. He you know it's not that way anymore. He's not on the phone but even while he's trying to convince her he's like trying to sneak fucking phone calls he and stuff. like yeah. four separate
1: phones and, and this isn't
0: like a cell phone. This is a
1: guy reaching for four different rotary yep.
0: phones at the
1: time. It's oh, pretty yeah.
0: ridiculous. So she gives him the demo tape and he says that his all his musical acts they write their own songs. They don't actually buy songs songs so if she was trying to sell this she shouldn't be selling songs she should be selling a group mm, yeah and you know uh, she tells him well, well we've got one we've got a group and she's the manager this is all happening very very quickly yep he's interested in her yeah not, not in the band he he's wants to get back and what yeah. does she do to like push him away she says she's made a vow of celibacy that until the group becomes a success she's not having Any kind of sexual activity. So now he is really motivated. He wants this group to break (laughs) like he wouldn't fucking believe. Uh, Although she does not hold up to that vow, does she? Well, spoilers, man. Sorry. No, it's true. Meanwhile, Ron, it turns out, is there. He's there to meet with her ex because he's having some tax trouble and Ron is a tax lawyer. When Ron sees her, he kind of chases her down to apologize for the other night and he ends up offering to help, but as we see, Ron's a fucking goof, and he can't even get his cab. He's trying to hail a cab; it's not happening. She
1: like pulls up her dress and shows a lot of hip, and then a cab stops. But for she them. fucking
0: gets a cab, right? Yeah, she gets a cab. Apparently, that's how it happens in hey New York. Man, in she's using what she's got, taking advantage yeah. of fucking you know the sleaze bags driving <laughs> cabs. To, I apologize, <laughs> taxi yeah. drivers of the world. Are yeah. there still taxi drivers? There are. Oh. It's a struggling. I was gonna say, not yeah, a good time to be a no. Yeah. So, she gets back home, she tells Jack the good news, and she also pours hot lasagna all over Ron's <laughs> b-. <laughs> This was more comedy. It,
1: this was a lot of comedy and relief. She like slips and puts a whole lasagna right against his crotch. Right in the crotch. Yeah. He immediately rips his pants down and uh, he seems okay. The facial reactions yeah. are are just
0: incredible on Ron right now. Yeah. He makes Comments about it. <laughs> <laughs> It's unbelievable. Yeah. So she makes up for it by bringing him some wine later. And he, you know, again, he's Midwestern sensibilities. He thinks it's weird that she has a male roommate. And she tells him. This is the 80s, darling. You're going to see a lot of things you've never seen before. So, man, they are mm-hmm. fucking all in on this. This is the new decade where anything goes, man.
1: Anything goes. And this theme continues over the next little bit of their interactions together.
0: Sure. Well, we get a little more slapstick first where she's, you know, her dress gets caught. Like, and I don't know what gets, what does it get caught on? Uh, It gets stuck. Like the zipper gets stuck and then
1: she can't get it off. And then he has to help her. And there's definitely some uh, try or
0: attempts at hilarity here. Well, it gets torn off and then she starts like tickling his feet. Or what was (laughs) it? It's like so strange.
1: It's a really weird introduction to their first like intercourse together yeah exactly
0: (laughs) well after like once the sexual energy is so palpable that no one can deny it he rises up out of the chair and she uh she tells him you sure get up quick (laughs) (laughs) hi oh that was good actually that line was pretty fun sure man and then they're about to go to the bedroom and they fire off like a peter pan quote this is so i don't know man i was not I was uncomfortable with a lot of this scene. Yeah, it's strange. She leads him to her bedroom and her bedroom
1: is like a pretty sexy place. Lots of like mirrors and glass on the walls and that kind of
0: stuff. Yeah, if you want to watch yourself having sex in this room, you're not going to have a hard time like finding a way to do it. You're going to be like, oh, there I am. Yeah. So he he ends up knocking over a lamp and when he does this inexplicably, like all the lights turn out. Yeah, that's how understand. it works, right? That's, that's <laughs> so strange. But then, oh my God, then as the lights are out, there's some sort of mysterious sex act. What are you doing? <laughs> These are the 80s, kid. You're going to do a lot of things you've never done before. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. What did they do? <laughs> it is weird. Uh, he is below the belt, or that's what it appears when this is happening. It's so, pitch black. I don't know. So, it, Well, it seems like there's some like suggestion that there's oral sex uh, involved in this act, but it's really hard to tell. My first thought was... It's got to be butt stuff, right? (laughs) (laughs) does not it have to be butt stuff? That is, you you think that he went straight there, and that's what's happened in the '80s. (laughs) 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 You think he ate her butt? Yeah,
0: I think (laughs) you might have. I don't know, man. I'm like, what? uh, What's a weird sex act in 1980? I don't
1: know. I think people should message us and let us know what they think would be something. I do not mean. think we should invite these kind of messages.
0: What earth? I don't know, watch man. It,
1: watch it and see if you can interpret what you think happened. It could be. Maybe scene. you stuck yeah.
0: a toe in there or something. I don't know. What the fuck? I don't know. Dude, it's something strange. Okay. Whatever it was, like the music, it didn't survive the 80s. So no, I don't know, It was man. weird. Okay. We're going to move Jesus. on from that scene. All right. <laughs> Where do they go in the morning? They are in Ron's office. you are going to be having some auditions because they need to fill out this band I guess. And again, Alicia shows up. She brings another discovery of hers. This is a soldier and we also finally see the biker. He rolls up uh-huh. in his in his motorcycle and my god, just an all-time hall of fame mustache on this guy. He must have like one of the
1: best mustaches slash body hair percentages of any actor of all time. He must have the highest testosterone levels in human history. It is amazing. Both the, the man, chest oh and the God. stomach and the facial hair on this guy are incredible. He's dripping testosterone. Yeah. I couldn't grow anything close to that. In fact, I could take seven years
0: and it would be nothing near what he has grown. He showed up on screen and I grew a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> just automatically. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So this is all happening. Yeah, we there's get a dude throwing
1: swords, There's a right? dude yeah. juggling
0: swords. There's another guy, like a muscle man who's singing about just his body, body, body over and over <laughs> again. Yeah. Ron's parents show up for some reason and his mom gets a lot of love. People are like fucking just complimenting his mom. She looks incredible. And just like, and it like, is really weird that Ron's mom and his boss show up
1: at work together. His boss is his dad. It's his parents. Was it his father? His mom and dad. Yeah. Okay, so I hadn't pieced together that it was dad because his dad is straight up
0: being a huge dick to him. Yeah, well, they're they're very much against this new musical scene. They like the old music. They don't about Cole Porter and like Rodgers and Hammerstein, other music, respectable musical acts that their law firm is represented. But like what, his mom, okay, we talked about this. His mom must be some celebrity that we just don't know, right? Like she has to be, there's a recurring theme in this movie where they spend a lot of time. There's a lot of older women in this movie and they all get like the star treatment. And I don't know who any of them are.
1: I, I think you're right. I think all of these people are definitely someone who people of the time would have known for being famous and sort of... Divas? Are they Broadway yeah, starlets? They, they have like, to be. They? There's got to be some kind of connection here. And so there's a lot of homage, I think, being paid. Um, but it gets kind of lost if you don't know who they are, right? This is, doesn't hold
0: up today when you're watching the movie. True. So anyway, his mom, his mom's for it dad not much. I didn't no. realize it was dad that's really 100%. weird yeah okay alright as they're going, going through this they're arguing Sam comes up with the perfect name for the group the village people it turns out the biker enters the room and it turns out that he's not there to audition he's a toll collector by the way for the like the bridge to New Jersey and someone asked him if all toll collectors look like that and his response is just the hot ones <laughs> <laughs> uh, this character is amazing. He comes in and
1: he goes to audition and he hops up no, but he's on Nobody's the- not there to audition. He's oh. there because he's an extension on his taxes. You're right.
0: But then they tell him it's a singing competition. Yeah, he's like what's going on? Here? Oh my god, right away. <laughs> and what does he do? He jumps up on a piano and he starts singing Oh Danny Boy, which is Okay, so I saw this I saw like commercials for this as a kid like when it was being shown on television or like the movie channels or whatever. And this is always the part Him singing Danny Boy is in every single one And it it's a showstopper It's just like You're watching this <laughs> And you're like What the fuck am uh, I watching This is incredible I wrote down fuck yes As it was <laughs> Oh my god yes. They can't yeah, hire uh, him fast <laughs> enough He is hired immediately Yeah, Immediately Ron's dad's giving him a hard time He doesn't like it So Ron quits Ron's like fuck this And As the auditions end We get a quick performance From James <laughs> James enters. James is wearing gold LeMay short shorts, twirling flaming batons. And his exact quote is, I'm James and flame is my game. Oh. And if that is not a wink to the audience, I don't know what is. Oh, yeah. There's several winks to the
1: audience, but that one for sure is like... James. Right on the nose. Uh,
0: he does some wonderful flipping of fire. Yeah, then and, his baton yeah. set off the fire alarm and the sprinklers start rolling and yeah. we're fucking out. We're oh, into a different scene. Beautiful. They're they're winking so hard right now. Yeah. Like, man. Super, so super hard. They're Next time we see them, they're walking to rehearsal. Ron is wearing a half shirt, so he's all in at this point. Yeah, we go from like
1: really stuck-up Midwestern sensibility, Ron, to a man wearing a half-shirt and short
0: shorts. He comes back, though. He's struggling. You can tell he's working through some stuff because later on, he goes back to the whole, like, this is too much, you know. We then... They're going to this rehearsal, (laughs) and (laughs) I was unclear on Uh. if the rehearsal is it taking place in a men's locker room or do they need to travel through a men's locker room to get to the rehearsal? (laughs) Either way,
1: we we just get to the most well-known song by the village people
0: of all time. Yeah, You got to play the hits at some point. And sure enough, this is, we get YMCA and this is, they are in a men's gymnasium. I guess they're at a YMCA. They're in a gym. They're in a locker room. We get tons of dudes, muscular shredded dudes doing gymnastics, swimming, Diving, wrestling, they're just hanging dong in the shower. (laughs) There's a ton of dong through this whole thing. Yeah, Ron dunks a basketball.
1: (laughs) It was a very long, or it felt very long. Um, I wasn't uncomfortable with it, but I was like, this definitely seems like an homage to the community who are this movie's meant for right? well
0: i was gonna say at this point this was the scene where i was like i can now see where like we talked about them winking to the audience a minute ago they're not winking anymore they're just like this is what's up and i can totally see why this movie would have bombed because i would have to imagine large large stretches of north america would just have not been okay with this this would have been the moment where people like walking out of the theaters like they would have been like we even talked about like whether people would like I don't know how much was known about the village people before this movie, but I can only imagine that a lot of people watch this movie and were like, "I'm throwing out my village people albums. This is like whatever. Like, you know what I mean? This, this is where yeah. they're they're just like saying like, this is what's up. This. Is I what's like happening. that they drew that line
1: in the sand. Like, I think good on they're them. They're not hiding anything. No, in I this. think good on them for doing that. But I do agree that this probably made it difficult for people who were not
0: open. Right to watch the movie, which in 1980 there must have been a time, Uh, man. Fucking 40 years ago, like it was not. It was not the same world it is now. And even now, there's a lot that still needs to be done. So I can't even imagine. We also get some parts where there's like we get visual effects where we're no longer in a place. There's just like a black screen and dudes are like flipping and there's like reflections of them and like fluorescent. It's it's I don't know, man. It's like they put a lot into this scene, dude. Yeah, for sure. So we see them next in the studio. They are recording some songs, I guess, for their sort of demo. And they're also dancing for some reason, even though it's a recording studio and there's no cameras? I think they're trying to impress
1: the producer or the president of the company who is going to decide whether they get a record deal or not. So they think that they have to do a performance while they sing in the studio? Maybe just try and nail the vocals, guys. I don't know. That would have been a much better choice because it does not go so well for them.
0: No. And unfortunately, before this happens, Jack, Steve Gutenberg he tells... The record executive, Sam's X, that this is going to be the sound of the 80s, which is not true. Sadly, incorrect. They guessed wrong. We get Liberation is the next musical number. And like you said, they kind of can't get it together on the dance moves. There are some problems. It does not go so well. And so Sam's X is going to pass. He's not going to sign them. He offers her like basically cab fare to sign a record. Well, his, his quote is they have very little to offer to a very small audience. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, he says that she's been hanging out in the village too long, which has got to be, again, a reference, like you said, to different people living in different places. Yeah. So that's kind of out. That is not going to work. There's a new plan that they have decided. They've hashed this out over a pitcher of sangria.
1: (laughs) So we catch Ron and uh, Gutenberg and they're they're shit-faced. They're so drunk. They're so drunk. And they've figured out the solution. Because this record deal is not happening, we had our 30 seconds of adversity in this movie. This is the
0: adversity. They're going to throw a showcase party. But to get money for this party they're going to throw, Sam decides she's going to do the dairy ad. And that means it's time... To do the shake. Oh, my God. You've been hyping me
1: for this, I think, before the movie even started. Oh, my God, You dude. were like, Milkshake is the one song or the thing that we're really going to love in this. Tell me I'm wrong.
0: <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, I wrote sick video down this on my notes. Like, so this, this yeah. commercial, it starts with her. She's feeding milk. Like you said earlier children versions of the village. A kid runs in wearing a cop outfit, a kid runs in wearing a construction outfit, a kid runs in in wearing the the indigenous Native American headgear and stuff. These are children, but when she feeds them milk, they turn into men, and we get the milkshake. And honestly, words cannot express how incredible this sequence is. There is so much
1: hip thrusting that it is unbelievable. I'm pretty sure that Full nations
0: were impregnated through the white <laughs> <laughs> video. Sure. Yeah. We have, they're all white costumes. There's balloons everywhere. These giant light up milkshake props, Dude, good luck getting this song out of your head or and or not thinking of it anytime you drink a milkshake for the rest of your life. Which is so traumatizing because I love milkshakes. Man. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. You
1: feel traumatized? I love this song. I am all in on this. I'm like, this is great. It was entertaining, actually. I do enjoy it. I won't be sad when I hear it when I drink my next milkshake. Definitely. Even Lou, the next
0: day when they're watching it says, That is the most glamorous and sexy commercial I have ever seen. And then someone else says, This doesn't sell milk, nothing will. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh my god I would drink so much milk if this is the commercial <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm lactose intolerant and I would drink milk if this is <laughs> the commercial so they're they think this is the goddamn smash. Grand Slam, but maybe not though. There's some thought this is maybe going to be too controversial for the typical American family. So now we're getting a little, we're getting a little backstory here of where the world was at this time. Oh yeah. And then we get Ron angry. It's also too controversial for Ron as it turns out. So despite the half shirt from earlier, he guess he's still got a little way to go. He's a little bit tight still. They need the money, though, for the party. Luckily, Ron's mom throws all kinds of fundraisers. And so, in fact, she has one coming up in San Francisco. So that's fortunate. Yeah, Miss White. I didn't know Ron's last
1: Ron, name. Ron White? Ron White is his name, apparently. And it plays off based on his sort of ideas about the world as we're getting into this movie. So
0: as he continues to struggle with what he is and is not okay with, Sam tells her ex, Steve, that, you know, this is this fundraiser is going down. And she offers him a weekend in San Francisco Ron is not happy about, you know, her kind of making a date with them, and he confronts her, and they end up breaking up here. Yeah, this is sad. the end of the a** for sure. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, goodness. The salad bar is closed, and we yeah. move on to that. <laughs> <laughs> We're <laughs> gonna have <to> <laughs> Ooh, where do they show up? They get to the private gym. <laughs> <to> the <this> <laughs> <laughs> next time we see <laughs> all right. Um, okay. we see Steve, Sam's ex on his plane, and he is ready for Sam to show up. He's he's got his sex clothes on. His sex clothes appear to be <laughs> some sort of like a onesie or a moo-moo or some sort of like snuggy prototype. What the <laughs> fuck is this outfit? It's this horrible striped
1: one-piece outfit. It has a an enormous zipper like in the front. I and don't understand. a poncho-like hood. Like it's this yes. really crazy outfit that
0: shows that he's ready to bone down on his plane. I can't imagine anyone, male, female, or otherwise seeing somebody wearing this outfit and being like, I'm going to have sex with that person. There's no way. What is this? I would get a reverse erection immediately. (laughs) 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 It's it's an atrocious outfit. I don't understand what he thought was going to happen here. Luckily for everyone, instead of Sam showing up, Jack shows up with his mom, which is a little bit awkward considering the sex layout he's got going here. Uh, (laughs) Turns out Jack's mom is a shark
1: yeah this is sweet she just starts throwing down a deal we get some like pretty classic Jewish racism here do you think so <laughs> yeah maybe a little bit she brings out a whole bunch of like Jewish meals
0: and then immediately convinces him for a perfect deal so we... she starts mothering him real hard and he just falls right in line so yeah I get what you're saying yeah I
1: sit with it I I think weirdly this might be one of the more problematic
0: movies we've ever watched oh sorry i think even this scene i was like no no no
1: scenes i mean the movie
0: itself is one of the most challenging for us for sure and you know what hey that's 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 fine so the next time we see everybody they're at this party and we get a performance by the richie family who was like another disco act of the time the richie family they are the openers for tonight's show And we get a little peek at the backstage area. Costumes arrive for the main event. There is some nerves going on. I'm real nervous. In fact, the biker, we see him telling himself in a mirror, Leatherman, don't get nervous, which made (laughs) me laugh a lot. I don't know (laughs) why. He's called the Leatherman in the sort of uh, end credits as well, which is hilarious. Yeah, Yeah, he is Leatherman. Jack shows up with their brand new signed record contracts. His mom's a fucking hell of a negotiator. There's also press there. There's publicity agents and one reporter just goes off to fucking bang Sam's axe. Yeah, that Came was really nowhere.
1: weird. Like, she talks to him, or actually, she has no time a day for him. And then another guy says, well, maybe you should go back and talk to the president of that record label. And she goes over there and immediately agrees to go f*** him in a closet. That's... <laughs> basically what
0: happens yeah, yeah i
1: was so weird i was so blown away and you sort of pointed out to me well it is the 80s i think that late were-
0: 70s early 80s yeah. this was it was a time of kind of sexual promiscuity people were just sort of up for whatever this whole this whole thing before they've even gone on stage is already clearly a great success in fact ron is back in at the law firm you know his yeah, he's uh, a partner now his dad a junior partner okay his dad who he calls fucking mr whatever Mr. Mo- Mr. White, White? yeah, um, Mr. I White a different name. Maybe it wasn't know. his dad. So maybe I'm it's not everything. his dad. I don't think it is. I, I think there's know. just a
1: weird relationship between his mom and this guy. Clearly, oh, they're... stepdad, maybe. Yeah, stepdad's name. Maybe his dad. Maybe his dad's dead. Well, we're just making up shit at <laughs> this point. We're making up backstory. <laughs> well, what we're not making up is that everybody is winning. They had thirty seconds of adversity, and now like everything <laughs> is golden for everyone yeah. in this fucking movie. Oh my
0: god! Apparently, him and Sam are getting married.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. There was a Out very quick
0: proposal, and she said yes. Yeah. It's really happening. So, haven't they known each other at this point for like six days? How many? Maybe like three? How long has it been since they met? It has
1: not been that long. I don't know. It is hilarious that um, that it happens so quickly that this Midwestern lawyer from nowhere sort of meets her and they, they get together. We've seen movies
0: before where it's the whirlwind courtship, let's just say. Yeah. Yeah. It's fair. I'm sure we'll see it again, too. Mm-hmm. This is the big moment, though. This is the big performance at the end of the movie. We get each member... Of the the group unveiled, and they perform. Can't stop the music. It's the title track. Everyone is just drenched in glitter, sequins all over the place. When the lights hit them, they are literally glowing. It's herpes everywhere.
1: herpes hits the screen like it's nobody's business it is literally (laughs) (laughs) glitter falling on all of them and it is a
0: goddamn monsoon of glitter yeah and then you know what this is this is not the end of movie this is the end of a broadway show we talked about this they bring out all the other characters on stage every character from the movie is on stage they're dancing. They don't take a bow, but they fucking might as well. That's what this is. This is a Broadway ending. And again, just more glitter, more glitter, more glitter. I think it actually ends in a glitter wipe. We get a glitter wipe. Yeah. It's incredible. The glitter yes. wipes away the scene and we get credits. And by the way, there's also glitter all through the credits. Perfect. This movie, it just is like, it's, it's just out there, man. It put it all out there for the world to see. And unfortunately, in 1980, a large portion of the world said, no, no thank, thank you. you. Yeah. yeah. In terms of ratings, we're going to talk about how good it is on a scale. Or Sorry, how good it is. Listen to me. What podcast is this? Yeah, what are you talking about? Good movies and beer? Good movies and beer. We're going to talk about how bad it is on a scale of 1 to 10. Then we'll talk about how enjoyable it is on a scale of 1 to 10. The ultimate goal, of course, being to find the movie that is 10 out of 10 bad and 10 out of 10 enjoyable. Or as we know it, the Crit 20. 20, 20, Yes. I had to get on that one. Yes, I love it. Let's do it. So I will go first. In terms of how bad this movie is on a scale of 1 to 10, we're, we're talking this, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, a lot of the yeah. actors in this aren't really actors. Yes. You're or they're right. trying to act for the first time. The plot at times, like we said, it wasn't really moving at certain points. This movie's two hours long. It does not need to be this long. Oh, absolutely not. You can trim this down to a clean, a nice clean 90, maybe 100 minutes. You there know. was
1: so much unnecessary meandering in this film and so much time getting to the actual sort of plot or interesting parts that I think you could have cut an hour out and then added a couple short padding scenes and I would have been much happier.
0: For all of these reasons, I'm going to give it a 9 or a 10 for bed. Oh, wow. Okay. Higher than you thought or lower than you thought? Yeah, higher than I thought oh, I'm for sorry. sure. I didn't think you were going to go quite that hard Yeah, for man. I went, I went, it's pretty bad.
1: It's not a good movie. It was really slow. Really some weird problematic stuff. Some funny stuff. Uh, hopefully intentionally so. I was I was debating between a seven or eight, and uh, I decided on the eight for bad. So eight for me. Okay, so how enjoyable though on a
0: scale of one to ten?
1: Yeah, this one was hard. We had some really good laughs, and... Some of the music I enjoyed. Gutenberg's performance was inspirational, as always. Like that guy is charismatic. Inspirational as always, <laughs> boy. That is. A,
0: you're welcome, Steve. Yeah, what that's happened a great, to Steve? That's a great quote. Steve, be in touch. We're gonna produce know, your man. next movie. I love the yeah. goot. Bring that guy
1: back. I agree, but it, it didn't live up to what I was hoping for for songs and singing. I was really hoping for something closer to other musicals of the time, and there the problematic parts hurt me. I think I'm going to
0: give it a seven for enjoyable. I thought this was going to happen. I thought you were going to come in like low on the enjoyable scale. And I kind of understand in a way because it is long. It's a long movie. I think that first hour for me takes away probably two. The second half is so much better than the first half. If it was just the second
1: half, I think it would be much more entertaining.
0: If they had spent a little more time getting to the music and not as much setup, I would have. And you know what? I, I kind of think some of these characters don't even need to be in here. Yeah, I agree. Having said that, it's a nine for me. Enjoyable nine. I enjoyed Whoa. the hell out of this, man. I the songs were great. Holy I like shit. legitimately enjoyed more than half the songs for sure. Magic night, milkshake. I was fucking just loving it, <laughs> dude. I was honestly. Like, the performances are yeah. great. The performances are great. You mean the singing, not the acting? Yes, I mean the <laughs> sing performances. The musical performances yes. were great. Okay. The rest of the stuff, like, again, I know some of it's kind of cheesy and some of it's kind of whatever, but I liked it. And, like, I I don't know, man. Like, the the general tone of this, I found it very enjoyable. Like, I would definitely watch this again. Would you? That's a no. That's a no. You're saying no. Uh, it
1: depends with whom. I feel like this would be a fun movie to watch with certain people because I think that their perspectives would make me appreciate it more and we'd do some good laughing and maybe crying together at it. But, <laughs> <laughs> what? but, uh, I don't, I, I wouldn't watch it independently. Absolutely not. No, nah, man.
0: I, it's a nine for me. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Beers. How about those? I don't know if I've ever had a milkshake IPA before. I liked it. It was not bad. You, you liked it. Yeah. Is Um, it supposed to taste different or something? Is it some kind of of thing that makes me identify that it is a milkshake IPA?
1: So they put lactose in it, uh, which is milk sugars. um, And they use milk sugars to uh, add to the sweetness of it. Hmm. So instead of it just being sweetness from the grains that they boil, they also add sort of a lactose to it. And that tends to make them sweeter and creamier almost in their flavor. Okay, I mean, it's pretty smooth. It will add to smoothness. I, I actually am not a huge fan of milkshake IPAs oh, no. as a like genre of IPAs. Yeah. I find them too sweet. Um, but I found this one to be very palatable. I, I enjoyed oh, the drink through. Um, I don't know how much that has to do with beer number whatever of the day but <laughs> 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 but I would definitely recommend trying the Lost Craft Eclipse or checking out some of the other beers from Lost Craft out of Toronto Revive
0: sure. Ale is the name of the Kolsch I'm 90% sure that one's great so that will about do it I think next week we are going to be watching Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. Oh, Billy Zane? Oh, that's my boy. I love <laughs> Billy Zane so much. Listen to me. Get ready for me to just fucking be drooling over Billy Zane for the whole entirety of this podcast. <laughs> I love that man. He should be a goddamn superstar. It is a travesty that he isn't. Get excited. Tales from the Crypt next week.
1: Beautiful. And where can uh, people find us if they want to comment or
0: send us some suggestions? Yes, we are on Twitter and Instagram at The BMB Podcast. Please, if you haven't already, like and follow and subscribe our social media, our podcast. Sweet. Uh, If you want to send us any sort of suggestions,
1: both for beer and or movies or any comments, please feel free to share about how you think we address the issues in this movie. Or uh, about any of the other movies at the BNB podcast at gmail.com.
0: And I hope that everyone listening had fun this week. And, you know, we thank you very much for tuning in. I'm uh, Cooper. And I'm Nolan. And we'll see you next time on Bad Movies and Beer. Keep it sparkly. Okay. The movie musical event of the 80s.